Hi, Mom. Hi, Laura Beth. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. What are you going to do today? Talk to my daughter and uh, maybe see my son, David. He'll be over later. That'll be a nice visit. Right. And uh, I have a son, Michael. Michael and Debbie, my daughter-in-law, came to see me yesterday and spent a whole afternoon with me. It was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. We were sitting in the backyard and conversing, and it was a lovely day. You know, as mothers go, nobody's ever had a better mother than me. Well, thank you very much, Laura Beth. It's true. Do you have any Mother's Day memories you could share with us? Mother's Day memories. Yes. It wasn't Mother's Day exactly. In fact, it was Father's Day. And you and Michael and David decided you wanted to take us out for breakfast. So where do we go for breakfast? Walker Brothers. And lo and behold, there's a little bit of a line that you have to wait in line. Go figure on Father's Day there'd be a line. Yeah. And so we got in line. And after, I think, must have been like an hour. And your father's not that much of a patient person. We got in. All in all, the end of the day, your father said, please do not take me out for Father's Day again. <laughs> I would like to spend the time with you, but not in a restaurant on Father's Day. So from then on in, we never brought him to a restaurant because he, he was miserable. After all, if he was miserable on the day that we wanted him to be happy, you know, why should we make him miserable? But never again. Never again. Never again. You know, I think this is a very clear example of the kind of person you are, not only the kind of mother you are, but you are so generous. I ask you to tell a story from Mother's Day, and you tell a story <coughs> from Father's Day. I don't remember a miserable Mother's Day. Well, why is it that you're thinking for a miserable story? What about a happy story? A happy story for Mother's Day. Plenty. Every Mother's Day, I am very happy to spend time with my children and my grandchildren, by the way, and uh, great-grandchildren. Great-great, not, not yet. Did you celebrate Mother's Day with your mother? Oh, yes, in the house, though. Bobby wouldn't go out to eat because it wasn't kosher. So we always had something that she made in the house. Oh, it could have been simple uh, Jewish chicken soup with knedlach. But that's how we spent Mother's Day with her. The children came and brought gifts, you know, which she always made like Oh, what do I need this for? She was always denying she needed a, a, a dress or, or an apron or whatever. But 
to to make dinner or lunch for her family that she liked. And she would do the cooking on Mother's Day? Yes. What is the thing she made that you liked the most? Oh, she made a Luxenkugel, uh, which I liked very much. Can you tell us what that is? What's a Luxenkugel? Noodles with, uh, it could be the recipe that calls for um, dairy products like cream cheese and um, milk and, and raisins. Oh, and cinnamon and sugar, but it had to be milichik. Milichik means dairy products. And then you could make a Fleischendicke kugel, which is ground beef, and it can go in that direction. Depends on what you decide to make for dinner. But you can't have the two together? No, no, you can't mix Milichik and Fleischendicke. That's forbidden. I'm not such a kosher cook, but my mother was very kosher. She had four sets of dishes. She had pesadiga dishes, which was milichik and fleischadik, and she had everyday dishes, which were milichik and fleischadik. You guys must have been rich to have all these dishes. Oh, uh, well, it was, this, it was saved up from many years. Bobby was the one that was cooking. She was cooking all kinds of soups, all kinds of dinners. Where did she come from? Sokolov, Poland. How old was she when she came to the United States? 19. Did she speak English? No, but Bobby worked in a hat factory. She made hats. Every morning, the streetcar would pull up which was about hmm, Sacramento and Roosevelt Road. And Bobby would get on the streetcar. She knew how much it cost, so all she had to do was put the money in the little pushki there. <laughs> and uh, off she went to her work. Did you once tell me that Bobby was a chicken plucker? No, but in the town, Sokolov, where Bobby came from, there was a chicken plucker. She would go into the butcher shop. She had to wait in line for her chicken to be plucked. It was a fresh chicken and it had to be plucked. You mean they were still alive? Yes, and they had ways of killing the chicken before it was plucked <laughs> so, that, so that the chicken didn't have to suffer. It would be a lot of suffering if they plucked the chicken and then killed it. Well, I don't know why they did what they did, but <laughs> they did it. But that was in Europe. Chickens were plucked at the butcher shop. Now here, I don't know. I only remember going with my mother to the butcher and there was um, not sand on the floor. Sawdust. Sawdust. And uh, all the women would come in, give their order, sit down, and then gossip about the uh, latest of the week. This was like a social event. You go to the butcher on Friday, and that's how it was then. Do you have any idea what you might have paid for a chicken back then? Very little. Very, very little. It wasn't expensive at all. This year, Mother's Day is 
touched by this pandemic that we're living and I wonder if you would share your thoughts or feelings about that. The biggest thing that comes to my mind is that there's no family that comes together anymore for Shabbos dinner, which is every week. So that's all part of it, to okay. bring the family together and everyone shares in the dinner doesn't have to be uh, Shabbos dinner. It could be Sunday dinner. It could be Sunday afternoon, lunch, anything. But it, the family is together and touches each other and kiss each other and spends an afternoon or an evening together. You can't do that now. You, you, uh, you go to a window, you knock on it, and... Uh, you smile, throw kisses. That's no way. There's no way. You know, not not being able to come together to even touch each other. So it, it's a sad thing. It's very sad. And uh, it's that go, I know it goes on all over the world that way. Uh, for most, for the most part, no one is allowed to come close to one another. That's what's really sad. And I don't know how long that's going to go on. Uh, I may not be around when they say it's over with. No more pandemic. Well, Mom, it's really heartbreaking. And I'm very sorry that you have to be living this moment. And I hope it ends like right now because I want to hug you and I want to kiss you and I miss that. And that's where it is. All over. Everywhere. People are being locked up in their own uh, apartments. They can't even go out. The only way they can see their children or their family is from a balcony or, or, or some hideaway. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Well, I would like to express gratitude. Thank God that you and Dad had the wherewithal to save money enough that at this time of your life you can be in your own home and you can have the good care that you have with your caregivers and that we can come to see you and sit outside in the backyard even if we have to keep a distance. Yes. It's more than a lot of people have. Unfortunately, most of the people I know can't do any of that. Most of the people I know. Do you have a message you want to share on this Mother's Day? Love your children. Love your family. Eventually, all of this has to leave. None of this is normal. It, it's craziness. So all of this has to leave, and then hopefully we'll go back to normal. Whatever normal is at the time that we go back to it, I'll accept. But this is not normal, and just look forward to the time where we have 
some normalcy. Thank you very much, Mom. Happy Mother's Day, and I love you. I love you, too. Thanks for the kisses.